Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, weary travellers. I hope you're well, hope you're good. Uh, good, hope you're having a nice time out there. Uh, the sun is still shining, weirdly, uh, even though we're in October. That's good, isn't it? I don't mind that. I, don't, I think the seasons have shifted. I think that's what's going on. I know there's global warming. I know we have affected things and all that, and there's there's, there's straws in the noses of uh, turtles. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Looks like things have shifted along, so we're going to end up we're gonna end up having hot, hot Christmases. Uh, which is odd for us, not odd for our, our, our people uh, in the uh, in the other side of the world. Anyway, listen, before we get into that, let's get into this. It's our sponsors. Save Our Souls Clothing. Love these boys. Good boys doing good things. Mark and Stacey. They help us to keep the lights on here at Insane in the Membrane Towers. Um, and if you go to their website... And uh, if you if you go to their website, sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane, and use the exclusive listener code membrane, that's one word, you'll get 15% off across the store. Not just our hoodies and tees, but like I said, across the store. What's not to love about that? You know, they've got brilliant items, fantastic garms, ethically sourced, vegan friendly, and their, their designs are spectacular. They're doing one at the minute. They're doing a, they're doing a line of um, like uh, 80s movies, uh, horror movies influenced uh, uh, designs. It's really cool. I love what they do. It's absolutely first class. So go to sosclothing.co.uk forward slash membrane. Use the exclusive listener code membrane. That's one word. And you'll get 15% off not just of our hoodies and tees, but off the entire store. They're also taking care of our merch for our radio show, The Tuned Up Time Machine. That's on there as well. So get yourself get yourself some stuff. Treat yourself, why don't you? It's soon be Christmas and you need some gifts. And why not gift yourself some wonderful garms? Yes! Also, we have limited edition Insane in the Membrane coffee beans. A blend made to our taste by Wogan Coffee in Bristol. They're good people doing good things once again with another blend that raises money to provide free meals. So how about that? They're basically providing money so people can live, so they can eat, you know? So if you go to wogancoffee.com, use the exclusive Membrane listener promo code MEMBRANE, that's one word, you get 10% off the Insane in the Membrane packs. I mean, who thought? Who would have thought at the beginning of this that we were going to have our own coffee? That's insane. And it's brilliant. The coffee's really nice. So do that for us. Go to wogancoffee.com, use the exclusive membrane, listen to the promo code membrane, and you'll get 10% off the Insane in the Membrane packs. Also, now, I do a gig, uh, and it, they're, 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 it's called the Comedy Crate. So it's based in Northampton. And uh, KJ and uh, Mike, um, and they, it's a brilliant, they do some brilliant gigs dotted around that area. Um, they put together this, it's the Comedy Crate Mystery Box, right? And in it, you'll get seven items, two exclusively designed products, a hand-signed photo from a TV comedian, and more. Um, it's the perfect gift for a comedy fan, and Christmas is getting closer. So what you need to do, right, if you go to uh, thecomedycrate.com forward slash comedy hyphen crate hyphen mystery hyphen box, click on that, and that will take you to the mystery box. And in it are some wonderful things from some wonderful comedians. Now, in this first box, there is an exclusive item from uh, from us, Insane in the Membrane. And so if you go to that, go and click on the box and buy that box. Um, there'll be it's all, all manner of stuff in there, but there's an exclusive item in that box that you can't get anywhere else. 
Uh, it, and it's it, it, we, we, we've been over it with the lads and, and they put it together, KJ put it together. It's a really nice item. I think I think you'll really love it. And like I say, it's limited edition and we're not going to sell these anywhere. So if you go to thecomedycrate.com forward slash comedy hyphen crate hyphen mystery hyphen box, click on that. It'll be on Facebook as well. That will get you, that will take you to the link and then you can buy yourself this exclusive comedy crate box, mystery box. Uh, and there's a, an exclusive uh, item in there from us and you can't get it anywhere else. We're not selling these, we're not putting these out there. This is through them, and it's the only place you can get one. So go to do that and sort yourselves out. Lovely. Um, what's been happening? I'm all right, gigs are happening. Getting back out there, it's good. Busy, busy, busy. When this comes out, so this weekend uh, on the 17th, so this weekend I'm gonna be at Last Laugh in Sheffield, at City Hall, uh, that's Friday and Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, I'm doing a live recording of my of my one-man show, Rich Wilson is a working progress. Uh, we're doing a live recording, and that's a show that I'm going to put together. I'm going to release that at some point next year. Uh, but I need people down there to, to, to talk to. So if you're around on Sunday, show starts at 8. I've got the wonderful Vic Slayton supporting. Um, and we're going to record the whole thing. And and so and I need you there. It's a, and it's a five or a ticket. Uh, but if you go to Eventbrite, uh, Rich Wilson is a work in progress. Click on that link, you'll see that. It's a fiver, but the only reason I'm charged is because I need to pay for the room and I need to pay for the equipment, and that's it. I'm not making a profit from that. So if you could do that for me, come down on Sunday. It's at 8 o'clock at the Cavendish Arms in Stockwell. Uh, Rich Wilson is a work in progress. If you could come down to that, that would be fantastic. There's 50 seats, and I could do with a few more faces. So come down and have a laugh. It's going to be a great show. I'm on fine form. You're going to have a really nice time. And we'll have a drink as well, because the bar's open now. We can have a pint. So come down, have a pint, have a laugh. What's not to love? Yes, indeed. So this week's guest. This week's guest is Milo McCabe. Now, Milo uh, is the man behind the character Troy Hawk. Uh, he's a man that I've known for many, many years, and uh, we recorded this. I tried to record this before the pandemic, uh, but I had the recording set wrong, so I had to go there. I didn't have the studio. I, had to, I went to his house and I fucked up the recording. Couldn't hear him. So, uh, so we, and then of course, you know, the world caught fire, so we haven't had a chance to catch up. And so, uh, luckily, we managed to do it this time. And so he came on, and we had a really good chat. And it's a really insightful episode. This one, I think you're going to love this. We really got stuck in, we talked about all manner of stuff. He's such an interesting dude, it was really nice to talk to him. Um, so let's stop waffling and just get on with it, shall we? So coming up in a minute is Milo McKay. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Do you know what, right? This is the thing. So we tried to do this before, and I fucked up the recording. Mm. This is this is started, by the way. I fucked yeah. up the recording. Uh, I don't know what happened. I had it. Too, I, it was set too low, and I couldn't hear you. Um, so and then just you know t- things happen, and we're not being allowed. To, we're not being allowed near each other. Yeah. But you, you, I said this to you before, I'm going to say it again. You are the catalyst for this very podcast. You are the person that I, I first spoke to. 
Yeah. You were the one in the green room when we when you said how are you and I actually told you. Yeah. And we had this incredible conversation. And that's where the, this all sort of started from. So it's you. Yeah. Sure. Well, because of for me saying how are you? Yeah, because I just felt Instead of just going, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I knew you well enough. I'm on a subconscious level. I must have somewhere gone. Oh, and this is my mate. I know, I know him on a different level. Yeah. I can tell him how I re what I've been really doing and how I'm really feeling. And that was something that you weren't used to doing. No. Yeah. And well, you've got to be careful doing that kind of thing in green rooms anyway. <laughs> well, that's it. That's why it was so unusual. Yeah. And then, and then from that, having conversations with comedians. And, and, and realizing, oh shit, yeah, we're all kind of yeah. holding stuff back, especially in okay. green rooms. Yeah, like, and um, what's interesting is when you've got a long car journey with someone. Yeah, I don't know if there's something about the fact that you're not facing each other, but yes. I, I find you, I, you, especially if it's like a two, three hour thing, you're sitting there both looking out at the road, and for some reason it makes you a lot more intimate. I think you know you've got this three hour journey. So you, I, I, I don't know about you, but personally, I always end up telling people everything about myself on those, on those trips and vice versa. <laughs> and then, you know, when you do that and you get in a, a role, it flies by the journey, doesn't it? Because yes. you're not, you're not doing you know bullshitty small talk you're actually you know having a genuine conversation yeah which which is rare and treasured yeah and that it's funny what you say about that side by side there's um there's a thing called uh, men's sheds and it's where men go and they'll, they'll go and it's not they'll, they'll go and like men will talk when they're doing something else so yeah. They're, they're side, like you said, they're side by side and they're fixing a lawnmower, oh. or a, they've got their head in the bonnet of a car. And uh, there's a, another, there's an older generation that will only do, they only talk if they're doing something. Like I remember Michael Smiley saying to me, I was having some trouble with my youngest son, and he said, "Go and throw a ball around with him. Go and like, go yeah. and feed the ducks. Go and do something, and yeah. you'll be surprised that." Like you say that because you're not face on, it isn't that it's not intimidating side by side. Yeah. Men, will, men will chant her for hours. That's what that's what Bob Mortimer said about his fishing program right. as well. He said that he got a lot more sort of candid and open because because of exactly what you just said. Uh, but to to be honest, to be honest, man, I'll I'll fucking open up in front of nearly anyone <laughs> so, <laughs> to a to a fault, like to an extreme, like too much, like because some people just aren't prepared or ready for that level of conversation are they no like if you're not used to it and and you know someone says to you how are you and i turn around and gone here's here's how i am in great detail and 30 <laughs> seconds in they're thinking oh fuck, how do i because if you do start talking about yourself it's very hard for somebody to politely extricate themselves from that situation yeah without it being crushingly <laughs> awkward right and you're running so, down the corridor after them but i haven't yeah, finished <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but but fuck it, it's 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 worth it for when you have those uh, when you have those genuine moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, you and I, yeah, you. I feel you and I have we have had those genuine moments many times, yeah. and uh, there is just uh, whenever we're together, we do end up having proper conversations with each other. Yeah, and it's and very and, and yeah, and a good and that's something as well, and a good laugh. I mm. mean, you know that that time we spent in Sheffield with you, Phil. It's one Christmas of the, 2018. <laughs> oh yeah, one of that the finest times ever. When you, that, and I'm going to say it, when you, <laughs> when you brought me a cup of tea in the morning, and I, <laughs> I caught you having a whack. You caught me having a whack. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you knocked, I'm came not. straight in. <laughs> <laughs> straight and I'm like, like, dude, dude, dude. Who won't be having a whack? It's 11 a.m. There's two other blokes in the house. He's not going to be having a whack, is he? Dude, and you threw, the, you threw the duvet over yourself like that. I didn't see anything. Oh, I man. actually saw more when you took a shit in the green room and you didn't lock the door and I kicked it open. And oh, you, yeah. tucked, you tucked all your junk in between your legs. So it just looked like nothing but hair. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah. That was I, good open. I think I've got a video of that. Oh, shit. Yeah, you have. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but we... <laughs> but there is that we have that we just have a we have a bond and it's yeah, nice no, and, definitely. Uh, and yeah and uh <laughs> it's like when we first recorded the first one of these we recorded i came to your house yeah, like, we, yeah, did, yeah. We, did, we did some boxing as well yeah that was it you go, no, not we, each other we did no 
but you went, we're going to do it out here. Mm. And, it, and even that, on that brief level, when we did that for a bit, it made me understand like boxing a bit more. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, you have to really, there's a real art form to it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Because cause for me, it's like, um, it, it's it's been a hobby I've done for 15 years. Mm. But it's kind of meditative because I am would describe myself as a rabid overthinker. Right. And when you're boxing or you're training hard, you're doing pads or you're sparring, there's no room for any of that. You, you kind of have to be right there in the moment. So it's mm. a situation that forces you into a kind of state of mindfulness, if you like, because yeah. you can't be... You know, you can't, you can't be going. I'm sure you know people do get in their heads, but but generally for me, I'm exerting myself that much. I'm I'm in the moment, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's something that's hard to do sometimes when you're remonstrating with yourself about God knows fucking what person you argued with <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> getting your final point across in your head. I've done that. I've yeah, had. I, 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 I've done that. I mean, we've all done it. You all get on the street and you're having this argument yeah. in your head. With yeah. someone that you haven't even seen yet, and you're like, "Oh yeah, uh, it, uh, yeah." Or, 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 and the worst bit is, is when you have this whole raging argument with someone in your head, and then you look back at emails or whatever, and you realise that every point you've just made in your head, you've literally fucking made in the email. <laughs> you're not doing anything new. You're, it's a ghost of an argument that's finished, and you're saying the same things because you haven't got the response you wanted at the time. Exactly I'm, that, I'm, yeah. Fucking, I've got. I'm getting better at that though. I'm getting much better at dealing with that kind of shit. I have to. I've realised now because I like, like, I get like my flatmate Sweeney. Like, he's always watching stuff. He's always watching things, and then he's like, "Have you seen this? Have you seen that?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have time." And he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah." And then, but I think about, it, I'm like, "No, I absolutely could have watched a film. I could have done something." Of course. But I end up sitting there. With that, my brain like a tombola, just going over and over and over everything, and just suddenly yeah. an hour's gone, two hours have gone. Yeah, and then you're berating. You spend a half hour after that, beat yourself up for, for <laughs> wasting it an evening. I had um, I had this thing where I'm really bad at relaxing. So what what I do is for my birthday, and this sounds fucking awful, it makes me look like a terrible person. But for my birthday every year, Leslie uh, takes the kids to her parents and I just have a weekend in the house to myself. <laughs> but and I'm like, just just to have like nothing. And I, I'm like, I'm like, right, I'm going to do fuck all. But what I have to do is I have to get a schedule of shit I want to watch. Yeah. Lined up in advance to to stave off exactly what you've just described yeah. of, of flicking through, looking for what might be a, a slightly marginally better option or experience. But fundamentally it's like gambling on that and leaving you with 45 minutes of fucking flicking through 10 second trailers and feeling miserable about yourself. <laughs> so I'll line up everything I want to do. And it's like, I'll organize it and I'll like be hardcore on myself to do fuck all, which sounds weird. But but I'll do that for a weekend, and then I always find it like very nice. relaxing, being a you know. And then I try and be a good husband and father for the rest of the year. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, actually. I think you should be able to give each other there's, time there's out. Comic. No, you should. Like definitely, there's one comic on the circuit. I won't say his name. You might know it, but <laughs> when he had a kid. He would tell his wife that he had a gig and he'd just book a hotel down. Oh my God. <laughs> I've never gone that far. But like. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's another <laughs> level. At least, at least, you know, I mean, I get it, but uh, at I've least with, with your, well, no, well, at least with your, 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 the way you're doing it, there's, there's understanding and, and there's, and there's, yeah. there's knowing. It's like, yes, that's your weekend. And it's a cheap gift. Yeah, but I mean, when you've got kids, yeah, yeah this is the thing. Having children, people it's don't the tell other you. Fucking part of it. <laughs> Halfway in the day two, I'm missing the fuck out yeah. of it, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no don't miss your kids. Like, watch, watch <laughs> this <laughs> South <laughs> Korean, watch this South Korean horror movie, and then play Hitman Two, and do what you like. Do not just fucking have two days. We are, you know what I mean, mate. Yeah. You know what's better than the actual two days that I have to myself? is the month and a half of anticipating how good it's going to be. <laughs> Living in this fantasy land of what this weekend break for myself is going to be like that reality is never going to touch. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I really am. But what I love 
is that you <laughs> you recognise your stupidity? <laughs> your I've got, you've got yeah. to though. You've got to don't you? Otherwise, your little El- fucking Elmer Fudd character, like everyone laughing at you. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's a knobhead, aren't they? In, yeah. in different ways. I had a I had, I've had two arguments recently, which have been so bizarre. Um, there was one argument I had where it was a little thing with a neighbor and they took it way too far and they drew up this legal document that would give them sort of rights for the next 10 years. And they went way overboard. And I basically, I I said, mate, this is totally unacceptable. I'm not signing this. He came around and and I proper let him have it and let him know exactly how and why I was irritated with what I thought was a land grab over a very minor issue. And this guy to his fucking credit turned around and went, do you know what? You've got a point. Like I used to be a lawyer and I have a habit of becoming too officious. And it's clear to me that this is what's happened in this situation. And I don't know if I'm used to sort of watching arguments online or political arguments or anything like that. But at that point I sit back and I go, yeah. And, and I've been way over the top angry uh, about this. And I'm sorry if I've been too emotive and suddenly for me thinking this guy's a prick, he's given me a bit of land. I've given him a bit of land back and, and it's like we've had a snarl at each other. We're mates now. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. had exactly this. Funnily enough, I had the same thing with a guy last night who was, who was winding me up over email. It's just there was a load of passive aggression and, and, and he was being very, very condescending. And I just, I was, I, I'd really held my tongue on it. And in the end, I just, I thought, fuck it, because I'm going to be stewing all night. And I rang him. And I, I just said, look, I've, 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 yeah, you know, I found all your communications really passive aggressive, really kind of. And he just went, yep, yep, yep. I'm sorry. And I'm like, what do you, wow. you mean you're sorry? Like, are you, are you saying I'm right? Well, that's your interpretation. Well, well, here's how I see it. If you had interactions like this with people in the past, and a guy goes, to be honest, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he goes, I admit, I admit, I've got. And then I was like. Again, I was like, all right, yeah, fair play. I didn't read that bit. I didn't pay attention to the thing that you got wound up. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, all of the irritation and, and, and pissed offness went. Because these two arguments I've had, the people have turned around and, and just sort of gone, yeah, here's where I've fucked up. And then immediately I've like, I've gone, oh, oh, here's, here's where I've fucked up as well. And, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm perfectly happy to do that. Because like you say, you've got to know where you go wrong to to like evolve yeah, yeah absolutely and, and that's, yeah it's just refreshing to have yeah. that happen but that's the thing and it just goes to show you what or, kind of a person or, you are <laughs> i am i am a fucking nightmare to deal with and these yeah. people are just hedging their bets going this dude is losing his rag and i'm just gonna faux apologize to him to get this guy to shut the fuck up so it's one of those two things <laughs> doesn't matter which one it is as long, yeah, as, they yeah, do, yeah. As, long as they do Exactly. At least if I, I feel like, but you always feel like mates after a row, don't you? Do you know what I mean? Well, I yeah. do anyway. Yeah. I always feel like mates if I had a row with someone. Well, yes, if you've cleared the air, if there was things building up, oh. normally there's things building up. And, uh, you know, that's, but you've, but you've studied, you were, didn't you study psychology? Yeah, yeah. I, try, I trained yeah. to be a psychotherapist yeah. for a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I had uh, clients as a student psychotherapist for about a year. And then All I right. thought, I could do this when I'm whatever. I always yeah. said I could do this when I'm 50 or whatever or 60. I could do this when I'm a much older person. There's other stuff I want to do before that. But yeah, found it fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I think I said this on the last podcast, yeah. but the, the people I was training to be a psychotherapist, my classmates were the uh, most roller coaster bunch of peers I've ever had in any job ever, yeah, right. including comedy. Like properly, yeah, like you'd think that peers in comedy would be the ones that would make you raise your eyebrow, but no, it was the people that were trained to be psychotherapists. Cause obviously I think if you're going to get into that, you've, you've probably spent a lot of time asking yourself questions yeah. and analyzing your own behavior and so on and so on. That's why, you know, people should never be intimidated really by speaking to a psychotherapist because they've had more therapy and probably seen more issues than any of the clients have combined. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And do you think it's helped you? Do you think it's helped you in your life now to get a better understanding of human beings? Yeah, I think when I was training in my mid twenties, it definitely gave me a bit of a fucking god complex. It definitely <laughs> like, and that's the other thing with psychotherapists is there is that ego thing. 
course there is it, that, that would draw you to the idea that you could fix people mm. it's either a, it could be a people pleaser thing it could be an ego thing but like yeah i remember <laughs> i remember i was seeing this girl and um i was doing a, uh, i was seeing this girl and she came out to this club and her mate was there and her mate's boyfriend and the girl was sort of, I just started comedy. I was an open spot. And the girl was telling her mate, oh, this guy's a comedian. And for some reason, fuck knows why, the, the girl I was seeing, her friend's boyfriend just loathed me, like just hated me on sight. I tried to be friendly. Do you know when you get that like Mount Rushmore? Yeah. I got fuck all. And then he started being a bit, just a bit fucking snipey in the cab, like beyond passive aggression, a bit like, mm. are you even a comedian? Like, are you all this wow. shit? And I'm like, I think I said to him, I looked at him and I sort of, I'd been, you know, learning about projection and, and relationships and shit like that. And I just said to him, you got any brothers or sisters? He goes, well, what's that got to do with anything? I said, I reckon you've got a brother. And the, the guy went, yeah, is he older or younger? And I went, he's older. And he's like, well, yeah, that's 50-50 guess. I said, yeah, but what you're doing is, is you are replicating the relationship that you have with your brother, with me right now. And he goes, I don't have a relationship with my brother. And I went, fucking uh. <laughs> and, and like, and it went like, and, and, but, but things like that, like you shouldn't be doing that. That's like being a fucking black belt and choking someone out at nightclub or something. Yeah. Like, like the guy was being a twat. Yeah. But, but like he went proper quiet and it got proper awkward. And I mean, to be fair, as soon as they all got out of the cab, like the cabbie turned around and said, mate, I'm not going to charge you for the rest of that trip. That was really good. And I felt like a champion. Wow. But that's the thing. When you're mid-20s, you're, I, I, I was all ego, like pure ego, just fucking nothing but ego. Mm. Walking, walking ego. <laughs> in, in boot-cut jeans and gel hair. <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> what a combination. I know. Early, early noughties. Like, oh, God. <laughs> but like you say having that doing that out in the open not in a safe space and you're yeah. only and you're still learning like you don't know what you're going to expose that person no, of to course, open up of course of and there's course. no aftercare is there they're kind nah, of yeah nah. i mean the guy was a knob i mean I yeah, yeah, helped yeah. Him, you know but everyone's a knob for a reason aren't they yeah like and this is what i found out in these arguments like the, the, there's always a logical sort of course of actions like when I'm being a dickhead, I'd like to think that there has been a logical course of action that have led led me to act like a dickhead. Yeah. But like, but like, as I'm chatting to this guy yesterday on the phone, I just I'm like, this, this guy's the most organised, fastidious person ever, and and he'd written something in this email that was like drowned in a million other points, right? Yeah. And I hadn't caught it. And and when I said sort of hadn't read the thing to him. I worked out that the reason he was angry wasn't because I hadn't read it. It was because I had, to his mind, presumed that he hadn't covered it. And right. fastidiousness is his thing. So he was taking something as a personal insult. And I was just like, all right, yeah, I get that now. I understand yeah. that. That's why we've been at loggerheads and why you know, you've been pissed off at me and it all makes sense. And I don't know, there's, there's always, a, well, I would say nearly always a reason if someone's being a bit of a twat, isn't there? Always, I can, I can, yeah. I, I can always trace back what it was. It took me a bit because I'll just, I'll be kicking off and go, and then I'll be standing. Going, Why am I annoyed? Why am I angry? Yeah. What's going on? Like with an ex-partner of mine, and I'll be stood there going, "Fuck!" And I'm like, "But this is just a cheese sandwich. Why am I yeah. kicking off about this cheese sandwich?" Oh, hang on a minute. No, it's because yeah. they've been thoughtless before. This is another area that they're being thoughtless again. This yeah. is a, this is all the thoughtlessness built up. So yeah. uh, and I go, oh yeah, because you've done it before. Now I'm kicking off because of this sandwich. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the sandwich. It's the fact that you've been thoughtless and selfish loads of times before. It's That's, the behaviour that the yeah, sandwich represents. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Kicking yeah. off in the car over chicken strippers, and you're but like, you, then you look it like, ain't this. You look like the arsehole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. <laughs> And then they go, you're so moody. And you're like, oh, you, no, yeah. you're, you're really selfish. And it's really annoying how selfish you are. But yeah. now I've, but now I've, I've done, I've fucking played into your hands. <laughs> now <laughs> I have no grounds to have a go at you because I've just kicked off over chicken strippers. 
Chicken strippers. <laughs> yeah, chicken strippers, whoever they are. are they not chicken, chicken strippers sounds wrong. Chicken strippers. Chicken strippers, yeah, they're from Burger King. Chicken, yeah, chicken strippers. Whatever they are. Chicken strippers. But that's what I mean. You're kicking off over that and it's not that, like you say, they represent. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. But then you've given them the argument and you can't win. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm like you. The conf- I'm I'm not a fan of conflict, and you don't strike me as someone like you will. You'll fight your corner, but yeah. you'll be more than happy for that not to happen and for that. It it, it it depends. Like, if it's an issue that needs resolving, then, and I know I'll be more comfortable after resolving it versus rolling it around in my head and wasting energy then I would rather have a direct conversation with someone mm. and go, who's, who, who's being a cunt here? Is it me or you? Like, you know, mm. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Like if somebody's worth it though, if somebody isn't worth it, if you, if you've just decided, then I will avoid that confrontation. If somebody, if, if, if I wouldn't see myself being friends with somebody, I'd just, I, I I'd be more inclined to just so I leave it whatever yeah i reckon anyway yeah there's a few people especially as you get older you, you start to reevaluate the, the the importance of certain friendships you start you, mm. as you, you kind of go hang on a minute i always feel bad that i'm in your company because you make me feel bad so why am i still hanging around with you like yeah. you know i'm 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 too busy running around trying to placate you and make you feel better. But whenever I'm yeah. with you, you don't give a fuck about yeah. how you're making me feel. But they're not making you feel, though, are they? You're, you're, you're feeling a certain way in response to a stimulus that you're given. Nobody can make you feel anything. <laughs> this is a... This fuck is a off! Racist... <laughs> like a fucking irritating cunt. You know what I mean, though? But that's like, just... I've That's come up a lot lately. It's true, right? Honestly, yeah. a lot of the stuff we've been looking at with, like, Irvin... Um, no, not Irvin fucking Welsh. Uh, sorry, I'm being really sweary today. I think it's because I don't swear as Troy. Eckhard Tolle sorry, and uh, Sam Harris, I think. It's this whole thing of, like, you, you cannot... You, 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 no one can make you feel anything. You 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 feel what you feel, but like it, 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 the thoughts that you get. This is what I'm sort of getting from the Sam Harris meditation and Eckhart Tolle stuff. It, you have a choice of attaching emotion to those thoughts, because um, or you just let them float away. Because Sam Harris said something really interesting. He said you've got no more control over the thoughts that pop up that you have in your head than you do of hearing a bird sing than you do of hearing a noise. Mm. It's just whether or not you attach to the thought. Do you know uh, what I mean? Like, like yeah, it's the thoughts it. who come up, you've got no control over your thoughts. Don't you, you aren't your thoughts. Don't identify personally with those, but, but just sort of, you know, sift through it like that. I, I, I guess I, I, I don't know. And like it, for me uh, with friendships and stuff, is what you what you're saying is like you you leave feeling negative you leave feeling like you've had a burden or not right about yourself or irritated with someone then yeah you do get to the point where time is is precious especially when you've got kids you've got responsibilities you've yeah. got a demanding career you just go I'm I'm just going to tap out of that and then you know that's a that's a fucking weird thing. Yeah, having to end a friendship though. Have you ever had to end a friendship? Like actually, like I've, really? No, I've never had to do that. I've kind of just drifted away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah, I've I've once or twice, and I've had one or two ended on me. But that, I mean, that's a that's a bizarre one. That's a, <laughs> that's a tricky one because I have also ghosted as well. Though, have you? And that's that's not nice. But but it's just because my reasons for ending the friendship would not be, I don't think would be received well, or just wouldn't be. It just wouldn't work out, or I'm just being a pussy. <laughs> is it like, this is a tough a tough thing to do to end the friendship, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what do you do? You just make yourself unavailable and then leave it until yeah, that's just that. be just be busy. Just uh, yeah. But the thing is. 
I, the irony is, I am we, like you, like yourself. We are busy. Our times are at opposite ends of people's days, so yeah. I am actually busy, and, and as are you. And, and so I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't see you that night. I'm out. I'm in Sheffield, yeah. or I'm somewhere else. <clears throat> but I'll, I could see you Monday lunchtime, and I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm at work. And you go, oh shit, yeah. And, and it, yeah. so it just sort of naturally does that. Going back to what you were saying about the about how, nobody can make you feel anything. Yeah, I read that recently as well. And it did make me think, but the but the thought and yeah, you don't have any control over your thoughts. But the thoughts that you're having are inspired by the behaviours of the person that fucks you off. Yeah, but then as, as inspired those feelings. It, it implies a lack of agency, though, and you that that's it. I think it's it's that sort of ability to affect and manipulate your own surroundings to your sort of to your needs, right? And the idea that you've lost that. Like, I find it very frustrating if, I mean, you know, you hear a friend talk sometimes and they're like, oh, this situation shit. And it's like, well, why, why don't you do this then? I can't do that because of this. Well, how about this? Well, I can't do that either. And they're like boxing themselves into this little area where they have no choice and they're a victim of their environment and there's nothing they can do and fate will wreak its dastardly work on them <laughs> until they're... A, fucking skeleton hanging off a four-masted sail. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. no, actually, there's so much you can do to change your environment. We, and that's relative as well. It's it's obviously on a sort of case-by-case -case basis, but there's always something you can do. And there's always a learning curve to be had from tough times as well, like a yeah. massive, the biggest learning curve. It's like dying at gigs. That's the biggest learning curve if you take it on the chin. You know, if you don't blame some, like, like Deontay Wilder, if he'd have, after the loss, when he got knocked out, the second fight to Tyson Fury, if he'd have gone away and gone, okay, I need to work on my footwork. I need to adapt. I need to work out these tactics. He, he hasn't done that. He's gone. My water was drugged by my trainer. Oh, yeah. Tyson Fury had uh, horseshoes in his gloves and all of that. And, and basically what that means is I don't have to do fuck all about me because I was cheated. I'm fine as I am. I'm going to go back. He's not going to cheat and I'm going to win. But what he did do was when he put all that weight on, so his one weapon where he's got more, you know, his right hand, he just loaded that up to like mm. 100%. So he's not gone back, addressed his issues, addressed where he could improve. I mean, you know, who knows, would he have enough time frame uh, between the two fights to even adequately do that anyway? But that's the thing is like when you have a bad time, you can take it on the chin, you've got to find out where you're responsible for it and then work on it and, and try and make sure that it doesn't happen again. And yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that extends to sort of friendships as well. Do you know what I mean? If it's not working for you, then, then you, you get out of it. Yeah. Do, do the, do the hard thing that will make life easier in, in, in front. But then, you know, obviously people are in different social positions. People are in different sort of financial positions. Some people have more choices than others in those situations. So it's not, it's not as clear cut or no. easy as I'm making it sound. No. I know what you mean, but there and there, but there is a there is something you can do somewhere. But it's yeah, taking, there's always something you can do. Yeah, but it's taking responsibility, like you've just said. Yeah. Literally, you have to go right. Okay, this is on me. Someone said that to me. They went, "Well, it's oh, that's it. I've, I've got a mate called Geordie. You probably might have met him, uh, and he's very. Oh, he's a right wank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but Geordie. he just went. He just goes. He just goes. Well, okay, what can you do? Because yeah, uh, I'm yeah, like, oh, I can't yeah. do this, I can't do that. And he's like, all right, fine. So let's not make lists of what you can't do. Let's make lists of yeah. what can you do. Yeah, I like Geordie. Geordie yeah. knows his shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah. And, and, and that was it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. He goes, yeah. He goes, no one else can do it. He goes, you've got to yeah. do it. And like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always, he, I always walked away from the worst deaths uh, to, to the toughest fucking rooms. And I'd always walk away and go, somewhere within my neural ability there is there was a combination of words and actions that would have stormed that room it doesn't matter how bad the sound system was it doesn't matter how awful the mc was how uninterested the crowd were i'd always walk away from gig going there was a way to have played that yeah like try and think about how how you actually find that little 10 percent whatever you can get now to to yeah. make sure that you know what you're doing next time you know what i mean <laughs> and when you're playing because now you're troy yes i know we've talked about this before but for the listeners do you feel 
like you, you're more confident as Troy as a performer. You've got so, yeah. it's almost like something to hide behind. You're like because Troy <laughs> is so not you. He's this, no. la- he's this last life kind of a man of a man from no age. He's from the past mm. and the future. Yeah. It's a real like a not steampunk, but like a kind of he's from nice. everywhere and yeah. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And you I find yeah, yeah, and it's easier to be him than rather than be you. It, it, do, do you know what? Up until a few years ago, I felt more awkward walking down the street than I did being on stage. Um, I'm a lot more chilled out now, I think. just happens as you get older. Yeah. Um, is it easier being Troy? Is it easier being a character on stage? Um, for me, psychologically, I think it's easier than uh, being myself on stage. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 definitely, there is definitely a little security blanket, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, um, I think the reason I started doing a, a character in the first place is definitely down to identity issues for mm. sure. Like I didn't have a clue who I was when I started doing comedy. So what I started doing as myself at the beginning was more fake, less authentic, even when I started doing a character, because I was just thinking, what will make people laugh? What I wasn't thinking, what do I find funny? What's my unique vision? What's my worldview? I was thinking, what combination of words can I use to make these people laugh so I can feel good about myself? And then, and, and you know, and sometimes it works and then you feel great and then it's all good. Um, but, but it has changed a lot for me. Like back in the early days of comedy, now that I think back to it, the thing that I would really look forward to was the moment after I'd smashed a gig. Not the gig, mm. but the moment after I smashed the gig so I could drive home and for the next couple of days feel awesome about myself because I'd smashed the gig. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't thinking about how good I was. It was like, it wasn't like, like that was, that was my sort of goal. But then that's changed over the years. And as it's changed, I've seen the application of me going, right, what do I find funny? What can I write that's unique? What would I enjoy? And now over the years, I've become much more attracted to the work of it and, and sitting down and, and, and the, the sort of puzzle that, that writing material can present. How can I, how can I pull, what can I pull out of this? Where is it? You look at it. It's like a code that you've got to decipher mm. that you get a, a topic. You're like, I'm going to make this funny. How do I do it? And you just sit there and you sort of pull the threads and it's really just one of the most satisfying things in the world. And you find, you find that the, the way you're going to approach the topic, but I never looked at comedy at all uh, in the early days like that. No, it's funny having yeah. watched you cause you were Phil Berto to start with. <laughs> and I never, oh. I think it was, <laughs> well, I couldn't differentiate the two people. There wasn't enough, there wasn't oh, yeah. enough difference. Yeah. And so I was it, it, for people it, who don't know, Filberto yeah. was a, a Portuguese reality TV show winner. And it, it, it started off fairly unique and character I would say. But then kind of by necessity of weekend work and jonglers and places like that, it kind of devolved into me shouting in a foreign accent. But, you know, <laughs> that, would, that would get laughs and that was enough for me at the time. Yeah. That would go well, you know what I mean? But yeah. But then when, you, then when you became Troy, and I remember watching Troy at the very beginning and going, this is good. This is something here. And to mm. see where Troy is now. And I've talked about this with other people that do characters. When that, when the character, when you refer to the character as a person, yeah. Like, oh yeah, well Troy would do that. Or Troy wouldn't say that. Or, you know, Troy is this, Troy is that. That's the sign of a great character when they oh, take on a life so. of their own. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And like I say, Troy is this weird, time traveler he's like he's not from the past he's not from the future he's kind yeah. of from everywhere and it's a really nice it's really good to see that that's that's happened yeah i like that i like Thank that you, a lot but you were a musician before that yeah you? yeah i was a drummer i was a drummer so i started playing uh drums when i was about 16 because i had this new group of mates who were who who you know, wanted to join a band, wanted to form a band and nobody was playing the drums. So I picked the most expensive, um, <laughs> least sort of visually exposed member of a typical band setup. But then like, I just, I just totally got into it. 
I just, something about it hooked me. It's the same as boxing, I think. It's such a technique-driven thing. Mm. With It's a nuanced technique. Tiny adjustments kind of wield really big results. Yeah. And you get when you get to the point where you're completely relaxed and flowing, it's an incredibly satisfying feeling. I think yeah. with boxing and drumming, definitely. Just hitting shit, basically. <laughs> you just like to hit Hitting stuff. shit as hard as you can, yeah. <laughs> but my youngest is a, is a drummer. Yeah, and I watched. I, he sent me a video of him the other night at a jam night that he jumped up on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh excellent. Because I've never seen what that side of him he? before. He's 24, right? But he was taught by Eddie from uh, Lower Than Atlantis, and yeah. now he's off. Now he's off studying at BIM in Bristol. Yeah, and so I, but I haven't seen what's gone on in the meantime. And then he sent me that video. I'm like, oh yeah, and he was so lost in it. Like he was just, yeah, it was just because it. it was jazz, sort of jazz funk. Mm. So it's a bit more controlled. Like you can't just wait. You know, it's not, it's not like thrash pop or thrash metal. Yeah. So it's a lot more control, and he was just bobbing along, and you could just see he was just gone in the music. Yes, that and was my yeah. favorite thing about drumming. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're having to keep keeping time is not as easy as people think, and it, it's easier it, to yeah. speed up than it is to slow down. It becomes kind of natural like i've i was in a load of bands mm. and then it wasn't until i got in a really good band that was like ah oh, like see the bands i was in before uh every band member if you if you're in a band that's that's not dedicated to the song then every band member will will try and play riffs fills bits that make them look like a good player of yeah. that instrument and, and none of that will really collectively complement the music and then I got in a good band and I saw everybody working towards the song for the first time in, in any band I'd really ever been in and I was like it's that simple it's everyone putting their egos to one side for the sake of the song and I imagine in most successful bands that's a natural way that they do it yeah. but it was a revelation for me because I was just like yeah this th this is why this is good you know, but but as a bassist and a drummer, if you do a load of gigs together, you just magically sort of fall into a natural rhythm. You get yeah. you get super tight, you know. So I was in like a touring band. We did like three to five gigs a week. And I remember I never thought I was a particularly good drummer. And at the beginning, I wasn't. But early on, uh, this grizzled old sort of rock dude at a festival came up and said, you and your mate, the bass player, you are super tight. You're a super tight unit. Like, wow. and you, you are really making that. And I was like, oh, oh, really? And then as time got on and as I got better, I wanted to get better. Yeah. It's the same as comedy. As I started to enjoy getting better. And so I got really focused on it. Um, yeah. And that, but, but then it got to the point where doing an open mic gig was legit more exciting than, you know, playing a, a little festival gig abroad or something in a band. Yeah. It just, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'll, this is what I've wanted since I was 16, but I think I'm done with it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, because he was you with Tim Booth. Yeah, I was with James. Tim. Tim, I saw Tim the other week. He is doing, he's doing really well. I yeah. catch up with him. And yeah, he's great. And that was phenomenal. So, so we had a year basically playing all the major festivals and, you know, sharing a stage with people like Kasabian and wow. the Killers and like Morrissey at one point. Fuck. Um, people like that. Just in that year, 2004, we sort of did the whole circuit and it was, be it was beautiful. But I was kind of like, all right, I think I've done that. Yeah, yeah. cool. You know. And what do you, because Tim Booth is always about spirituality and, and he's, you know, he's got his, uh, his stories of him taking his relaxation, his, his floating tank, whatever it is, his isolation tank. Oh, yeah, there. he does all that. He does like, he does this amazing thing called five rhythms therapy, five rhythms dancing. I don't know if you, it's like, no. I don't quite know how it works, but I went into this room in Brighton and, and and this music started and everyone started dancing in the same way and and they wow. were all on beat and they all looked incredible i've never seen a room full of people dancing and nobody's shit but <laughs> they keep no i haven't and it's all this sort of expressive dance stuff and i did it for a session it felt great but it's just one of those things where you go oh yeah that'd be that'd be good but i don't think there's any five rhythms dancing classes in leatherhead <laughs> It's, 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 I don't know exactly what it is, but it's something about getting in touch with your emotions through yeah. one of five basic rhythms that everybody dances to. And apparently it's very, very liberating. Like I only have one session of it. But yeah, Tim's big into that. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you make about, of all this, 
now we're all opening up and now we're all yeah. talking about our feelings and our emotions. It's fucking great. Yeah. Of course it is. It's, 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 it's absolutely like the way forward. It's like people are, people are kind of waking up in a way. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think I think there's a lot more of it to come. And I reckon I tell you what's going to be a big, uh, an interesting thing on the horizon is right now there's a lot of science about microdosing, where yeah. it's been made legal and they they cannot ignore the benefits and stuff. So then there's this dilemma where you're like, all right, so they can't ignore this. So does microdosing acid, psilocybin, MDMA? in non-psychoactive doses, does this now become a big pharma thing But the, the, where it's controlled by, but then it's like, do you know what I mean? Does yeah, it yeah, yeah. widely mainstream, does it become, but I don't think it will because ultimately wouldn't that hurt big pharma more because then they wouldn't sell as many anti-depression exactly. pills because, because people are actually getting, you know, actually getting help rather than being reliant. Yeah. Woken up like, yeah, like, um, you know, I've, I've, I've done DMT a bunch and, and spiritually, psychologically, like you've got to be in the right place mentally, mm. I think, to do it. But it's that that's helped me tremendously over the years. Like, you know, on a level with psychotherapy, I'd say, to a certain yeah, extent. Right. And and I think the more they look into it, the more that they find these things, that the fact that DMT can help addiction and problematic behaviours and just... Yeah, same with psilocybin, same with, with all these things. And I think all of those things are going to get people to open up more yeah. as they become more mainstream, which I believe they will over you know, the next few years. It's I all going to be so, legal, yeah. I think, in the next couple of years. So. Yeah, it's, people are waking up. People are, people are going, that doesn't yeah. work. Not talking doesn't work. Getting stressed doesn't work because people are finding out about things like, like, like passive aggression and projection. And I think when you become aware that, that you are manifesting behaviors based on stuff that you haven't dealt with yourself. When you become aware of that, I think it's very hard to carry on doing it. And people are getting a lot more educated about these kind of behaviors and the way, the way the environment affects a person and how they affect their environment and what you can do to change. And, and, you know, I think people are getting more empathy as well. Yeah. Uh, on, on the whole, I think people are getting a lot more empathy. What do you I, think? No, I think I mean I'm absolutely 100% in agreement with you. I'm a firm believer in energy and I'm a firm believer that we all react we all kind of react off of each other of on, a, on this there's a subconscious thing going on that none of us know what's going on. We have no like you yeah. said no control over. I was we had it's funny because Paul Smith was on and Paul Smith talked about this very thing. And yeah. he talked about the trip that he'd gone on and he saw the serpent and it oh. all sounds like like whoa, but he was so <laughs> it was so like fuck, you know, that it really changed him. Did he, the, tell you that, did he tell you that he did his first trip with me? Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, didn't mention you. Well, I didn't. We didn't. We. <laughs> did he tell but you we cut your name that? out because he Why? went. Because he I went. He fuck. went. Oh, I did it with Milo, and we because initially we were just talking about it, and we yeah. went. Oh yeah, we won't say who, and, and, and it sort of like slipped out, and he went. Oh fuck, we said me else right. We edited <laughs> it out. Don't worry. So we edited it out. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I think he talks about it on stage now as well. Yeah, but yeah, that that was interesting. But is it was it called Silas? Silas? What do you uh, call it? Well, that was that, that was DMT. Silas yeah, yeah, yeah. The active component of mushrooms. But that's it. Because so we had mm. eggs. We had Eggsy from Goldie Looking Chain on the other week. And oh, he, cool. And he's massive on mushrooms. And yeah. he and he says that like basically all human life stems from mushrooms. Like the so the spores came from on a meteorite or something. And it sounds fucking mental when I say this. And I, when I say yeah, mental, yeah. I'm not being derogatory. To people with mental <laughs> fucking hell, you'll be fucking careful, right? <laughs> I like saying things are mental, and I'm going to keep saying it anyway. So yeah. this meteorite hits us, yeah. and then the spore spread out because because the, the the air the spread is so vast. Yeah, and that was the that's the cornerstone of life on well, Earth and, as we know what, it. Then what then what happens? The, the spores turn into fish. What? Where's it? Well, that was it. Because in us, this is why that's why there's fungus in in us and around what? us. And it makes sense. And then so we would make sense that mushrooms. No, it <laughs> yeah, it does. There's, you've got fungal in you, fungal infection. <laughs> you got, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it makes total sense. And then that's why the mushroom thing makes sense because it's connecting yeah. back with the mushroom that's in you. That sounds oh. madness. Oh, so <laughs> the thing, the thing I, I remember hearing, and I think it was on a podcast or something, was that, and it was a theory floated about that, that um, whatever, Neanderthal man, 
ate some of these mushrooms and that changed the thought patterns and started looking at, started getting this, this, this sort of Neanderthal breed to start dealing with problems in a different way and building tools and shit like that. And that right. came from psilocybin insights. I, who the fuck knows? I don't know. Yeah. It all sounds amazing. Yeah. Doesn't it? But I'm really into that that microdosing, like you said. I'm really I really like the idea of that. Have you done it? No, but I was with um I was with Joe Zellius. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. with him a few weeks ago and he mentioned it as well. And he said, yeah. next time you come up, come up, he goes, because you only you only do it like when you have the trip, like not microdosing, but when you go on the trip, he says it's only ten minutes. You can't Are you talking about you DMT? Know? Yeah. We're back oh, yeah, to yeah, DMT yeah. now, yeah, sorry. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never had one longer than 15 minutes. No, and you go off and... But if, does it feel longer when you're doing it? Um, no, if anything, it feels, it feels quicker sometimes. Yeah. For me anyway, I think it varies from person to person. But like you say, you have to be in the right frame of mind. Because it's, well, it's like, it's like if you, when I've, I've done acid. I've done acid when I've been in a great place. Yeah. I've done acid when I wasn't in such a great place and it was yeah. fucking horrible. But is it not that when you have a bad trip on acid or mushrooms or anything, does it not just bring all the scary stuff you've got at the back of your head to the front of your head where you can actually look at it and process it? And, and, and yes. the pro, you know, all this bad shit in the back of your head being brought to the front of your head is uncomfortable and unpleasant, but it's also kind of a necessary thing. And as long as you then look at all that, mulch that you've raked out of your fucking shed <laughs> then you, as long as you look at it and go yeah. oh Christ I'm bad you can't run these, away from this let's, let's sort, these, sort this out let's sort yeah. these gutters out this is a mess yeah exactly <laughs> but when you sort your gutters out you're like you scrape all the shit down it goes all over your windows <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see for a while <laughs> all over your windows uh, your neighbour's car if you've had a big one <laughs> Although the last time I did I did acid, my bed turned mm. into a mouth. It was horrible. Right. And I was trying not to fall in it. It was like this, you know that thing in um, Return, uh, 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 wherever, wherever it is, the, uh, Return of the Jedi, or wherever it is. The and Sarlacc pit. Yeah, the Sarlacc. It was like that. And I was trying yeah. not to fall in it. I had to keep getting off my bed because it was turning into that. And that's because everyone had left me. I was fine when everyone was there. And yeah. then everybody left. And that's when the next drop of acid kicked in, and that's when wow. I lost my mind. I was scared of my washing. There's a pile of dirty washing in the corner of my hotel room. There was, I thought outside was like a nuclear when wasteland. Was this? this is, oh, blimey. It's the last time I was in New Zealand. Right. We went to a house party, and we got there late after the gig. There's a pile of us. I won't say who was there, because <laughs> the, 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 these people are. Anyway, was so. It, was it 2018? I'm not telling you where. I'm not telling you the year. Because these people know, are known, they're known now. So anyway, yeah, yeah. we get there, we get to this party, and this little Scot Scottish man comes out of nowhere, and he goes, he says, oh, the drugs are gone, but they're doing acid in that room there. And I mm. went, oh, well, I might give that a swerve, mate. I don't know if I fancy acid. Anyway, I looked down, there was a woman in like an all-in-one like rubber suit, and then another woman dressed as Jerry Halliwell, and then these mm. guys, like these topless dudes and all that, and I kind of went, well, let's go and see what they're doing anyway. Let's <laughs> go have a look. So we go, we get, at, we get drops of acid on us, and then the next minute, I'm on the sofa. We're all sat on this L-shaped sofa. How many, how many drops? I had, I had one then. I had one okay. drop, one drop, mm. and that was all I needed because I was gone. And we're yeah. all sat around an L-shape, and we're all we're all tripping balls. And then out of nowhere, the Scottish guy again appears next to me, like the shopkeeper from Mr. Ben. It's like the root. <laughs> it's like the music stops, and clear as a bell. I just hear him go, I have all my own teeth. And I fucking died. I was like, I couldn't breathe laughing. And I yeah. looked at, I looked across at who I was with. And then they went, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah, he did. And so the whole row just starts pissing themselves laughing. We, yeah. end up back at, we end up back at my apartment. And then we're all getting on it, making tea. We're all drawing pictures and all that. Having a lovely time. And then everybody left. And then when everybody left, the second drop of acid that I'd had before I left uh... the party kicked in. And, and you can't sleep. No. No way of sleeping. And you're and you you think, oh, well, I'll just play with myself for a bit. Maybe that'll chill me out. And that doesn't On acid. Work. Yeah, oh God. It was awful. <laughs> I I'd start I'd start touching myself and then suddenly I'm covered in, you know, the the, the, the leavings. But you don't have the you don't have the exciting bit in the middle. <laughs> so you just go from one thing to the other. It was awful. I had a terrible oh, time. Terrible man. time. So it put me off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> this is taking a turn. Um but DMT, I would like to give that a bash. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come and join you on your weekend, on your birthday weekend, and just yeah. Go, go. I like how you've gone. You've gone. You've gone. Yeah, be like, no, that's my weekend. Nobody's joining me on my fucking birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I can even tell by the tone of your voice. You're like, no, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Oh, mate. Uh, this has been lovely. I've really enjoyed you coming on. Yeah, uh, finally, no, definitely. Finally. Are you all right we, we, though? We covered everything, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, am I all right? Yeah, I've had a, I've had, I've had um, a prolonged good pay, uh, patch. Yeah. I've had a prolonged period of things going well work-wise, everything being great at home, things working out brilliant. A, a really prolonged period of that, and then last week I had a tiny little hiccup. Um, not even that big. But but just like a tiny little, um, I had a producer come and see me at a gig. I hadn't researched the gig and I got there and there were like no paying customers, but five people who happened to be there that decided to stay that meant the thing would happen. And oh, I was shit. just, I was just like, you know, of all the gigs I'm doing, I, I, I'm not doing many in London. And the one I pick is, is this one. Mm. And I made the best of it, but I think when everything is going fucking great, it's like my, my mind will find a negative to fixate on. And, I, and it spiraled me a little bit into sort of some negative thinking. And I felt myself start to fall more into a type of thinking I haven't done since the lockdown. And then there's some, at a certain point, I try and make friends with it, try and go, mm. do you know what? It's night and day, isn't it? You've been happy as fuck for five weeks. You cannot sustain that. Just, just make friends with the idea that for the next day or two, you're going to be a bit low. And that's fine. It's natural. Yeah. You're going to feel a bit glum. You're not going to be on top of your game. Just surrender to that. And then yeah. every single time I do that, um, it, it works out for me. And then I, I, I sort of go, oh, yeah, it's not so bad. I'm just feeling a bit, you know, relatively glum. I'm due a bit of a dip. Yeah. Fucking hello, hello, dip. Let's just sit, sit in whatever little sand dune on the golf course that you've <laughs> built. Let's just sit here for a bit. And then, yeah, I'll be, it won't be too long. A couple of days, I'll be back right as rain. And that's and the thing. If I'm, if I'm trying to force myself to be fucking yeah. happy, if I'm trying to, it's like quicksand, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. What you're no, no, no. But that, I was just about to just, I must underline what you've said. And it's, and it's, it's like, that's such a brilliant way of putting it. Making friends with that, with the, with the dip, making friends with that moment mm. because so many people, yeah. I see it all the time. They post online and go, oh, I feel a bit shit today. You go, yeah, you're going to, it's yeah. going to happen. For yeah. whatever reason, you, that can't, that, can't like be you say, fucking happy every day, can you? No, it's unsustainable. It's not natural. Absolutely. Yeah, you're a human being. You're gonna your blood sugar's low. Something somewhere is gonna yeah. be different. You've just got to go. Well, it, 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 I think it's that people think, oh shit, it's gonna be like this forever, and yeah. it isn't. You're gonna be up of and course. down all the yeah. time. And then next week, when you're happy again, you can't even remember how that felt. No, exactly. You can't even remember how that felt. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I'm, I've just come out of that dip and I'm all good again. I've had a nice little productive phase. Um, and, and generally speaking, if I'm being productive, and uh, I'm happy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Same. That's, that's a big, a big one. And it's, big, and I want to say thank you that you inspired this. So from oh. that very conversation, no pressure, well, mate, but uh, thank you. Nice one. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. I'm not having this podcast on my account. This is all your fault. <laughs> all this fucking. Don't blame me. <laughs> you inspired me, mate. Anyway, you, no, no, you can't. No, it's not up to you. I can't make you ah, feel anyway. That is absolutely true. Hands so you, you feel whatever you want, mate. But um, where can we find you online? Yeah. Um, so it's Troy Hawk. Um, I'm on. All platforms. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, and don't really use YouTube. But yeah, just Troy Hawk everywhere. And I'm about to put in a load of tour dates Lovely. for next year, which I'm excited about. Um, yeah, all over. So just just Troy Hawk comedy, and then look for a guy in a smoking jacket and a tash, and you, you're in the right place. Really. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Rich. Insane in the membrane. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 